Welcome to Zikhu Dafsi Man Memory of Ram Goldar and today Masekas Ksubis Dafsamakhes, the sixth parak, Matias Isha. The Zikhu Masekas Ksubis program has been generously sponsored as a schus for Hakazakas Torah. So the three jobs we're going to focus on. Number one, beginning the bomb daf samach zayin am a base. The Gemara relates that Rabbi Chanina would send four zuz every erev Shabbos to a certain ani. One time he sent the money with his wife, and when she returned, she told him that he doesn't need the money, for she heard him telling people he liked to eat on expensive tablecloths. Rabbi Chanina replied that if the ani is in fact wealthy, this is an example of Rabbi Lazar said. Come on to show gratitude to the swindlers who pretend to be anim to collect staka. For if not for them, we would be sinning daily. Rush explains that we would be sinning for ignoring the needs of the poor. But now that there are swindlers, we have an excuse for distrusting them. For the Pusik states, And your eye will be evil against your needy brother and refuse to give to him. And he will cry against you to Hashem and it will be a sin upon you. Point him to the next mission of states. If an orphan was married off by her mother or her brother with her consent, and they wrote for her a small dowry of 100 or 50 zuz, when she gets older, she can exact from them the sum of money that is fit to be given to her. Rabbi Yudah says, if the father married off the first daughter, a dowry should be given to the second daughter in the same manner he gave to the first daughter. But the Chamim say, Sometimes a person is poor and becomes rich, or is rich and becomes poor. Rather, we appraise the estate he left and give her the appropriate amount. The more brings Shmuel who said, To determine how much she receives for her dowry from the estate, we evaluate the father. Rashi explains that we assess the character of the father in terms of generosity, whether he's a veteran or a kamsan, a generous person or a miser. The Gemara attempts to challenge Shmuel's position, and we'll discuss how this ruling relates to those in the Mishnah. And pointing with you, Rav Huna said in the name of Rabbi Parnasa, Eina Katanai Ksuba, an orphan's right to a dowry is not the same as her right from the Tanai Ksuba, such as her right to sustenance. After the two explanations of Rebbe's statement are rejected, the Gemara says it is in line with what was taught in Abraisa. If one says, referring to a father at the time of his death, that his daughter should not be sustained by his estate, we do not listen to him. But if he says, His daughter should not be provided with a dowry from his estate, We listen to him because the right to a dowry is not the same as the right from the Tanai Ksuba. Rush explains that whereas the Chiyuv to provide sustenance is the father's, the Chiyuv to provide the dowry for his orphan daughter is on the heirs, in a case when the father did not give instructions to not provide her with one. So once again, the three points are number one. Beginning at the bottom, Dav Samach Zayin Amah Beis. The Gemara relates that Rabbi Hanina would send four Zuz every every Shabbos to a certain Ani. One time he sent the money with his wife, and when she returned, she told him that he doesn't need the money, for she heard him telling people he liked to eat on expensive tablecloths. Rukhina replied that if the Ani is in fact wealthy, this is an example of Rabbi Lazar said, Come on to show gratitude to the swindlers who pretend to be anim to collect staka. For if not for them, we would be sinning daily. Rush explains that we would be sinning for ignoring the needs of the poor. But now that there are swindlers, we have an excuse for distrusting them. For the Pasuk states, And your eye will be evil against your needy brother and refuse to give to him. And he will cry against you to Hashem and it will be a sin upon you. Point him to the next mission of states. If an orphan was married off by her mother or her brother with her consent, and they wrote for her a small dowry of 100 or 50 zuz, when she gets older, she can exact from them the sum of money that is fit to be given to her. 
Rabbi Yudah says, if the father married off the first daughter, a dowry should be given to the second daughter in the same manner he gave to the first daughter. But the Chamim say, Sometimes a person is poor and becomes rich, or is rich and becomes poor. Rather, we appraise the estate he left and give her the appropriate amount. The more brings Shmuel who said, To determine how much she receives for her dowry from the estate, we evaluate the father. Rashi explains that we assess the character of the father in terms of generosity, whether he's a veteran or a kamsan, a generous person or a miser. The Gemara attempts to challenge Shmuel's position, and we'll discuss how this ruling relates to those in the Mishnah. And pointing with you, Rav Huna said in the name of Rabbi Parnasa, Ksuba, an orphan's right to a dowry is not the same as a right from the Tanaik Suba, such as a right to sustenance. After the two explanations of Rebbe's statement are rejected, the Gemara says it is in line with what was taught in Abraisa. If one says, referring to a father at the time of his death, that his daughter should not be sustained by his estate, we do not listen to him. But if he says, His daughter should not be provided with a dowry from his estate, We listen to him because the right to a dowry is not the same as the right from the Tanai Ksuba. Rush explains that whereas the Chiyuv to provide sustenance is the father's, the Chiyuv to provide the dowry for his orphan daughter is on the heirs, in a case when the father did not give instructions to not provide her with one. Alright, so now we go to our Simmer Duff Samaches, and this Sim was suggested to us by Jeremy Shywitz from Woodmere, New York. He suggested Samaches is Schach. Schach. So here goes. When the wealthy Schach dealer, who would dress up as an Ani to collect from the unsuspecting, died, his family debated what he would have wanted to give his daughter as a dowry. When all of a sudden some revealed that at the time of his death, he said that his daughter should not be provided a dowry from his estate. Once again, it's emotion. When the wealthy schach dealer schach, that must be learned off samaches. When the wealthy schach dealer who would dress up as an ani to collect from the unsuspecting died, which reminds us, Rabbi Lazar said, Bob will remind, come on and show gratitude to the swindlers who pretend to be anim to collect stalker. For if not for them, we'd be sinning daily. Rashi explains that we would be sinning for ignoring the needs of the poor. But now that there are swindlers, we have an excuse for distrusting them. So when the wealthy Schachti who would dress up as an Ani to collect from the unsuspecting died, his family debated what he would have wanted to give his daughter as a dowry, which reminds us, we've been is how we determine what to give an orphan girl from her father's estate as a dowry. Does she get what her first sister got? Or do we consider changes in the father's financial status? Or do we try to assess what the father would have liked to give? So, when the wealthy schach dealer who would dress up as an ani to collect from the unsuspecting died, his family debated what he would have wanted to give his daughter as a dowry. When all of a sudden someone revealed that at the time of his death, he said that his daughter should not be provided a dowry from his estate. Which reminds us, Rabuna said in the name of Rabbi, Parnasa Ksuba, an orphan's right to a dowry is not the same as a right from the Tanai Ksuba, such as a right to sustenance. The Gemara says that this is in line with what was taught in Abraisa, that if a father said at the time of his death that his daughter should not be sustained by his estate, we do not listen to him. But if he says his daughter should not be provided with a dowry from his estate, we listen to him because the right to a dowry is not the same as the right from the Tanai Ksuba. So once again, when the wealthy schach dealer who would dress up as an ani to collect from the unsuspecting died, his family debated what he would want to give his daughter as a dowry. When all of a sudden someone revealed that at the time of his death, he said that his daughter should not be provided a dowry from his estate. All right, now it's time for Forbalabachazara. Dav Samachdal. So the Simmer Dav Samachdal is a secret agent. So here goes. 
The secret agent, secret agent, that must be more enough. Samachdalad. The secret agent on his way to deliver a Nigeris merit written to a Yavama, which reminds us, originally when the mitzvah Yibum took precedence over Chalitza because they had the proper Kavana, a Shemer's Yavam could receive a Nigeris merit for rebelling. But now that the mitzvah Chalitza takes precedence before the mitzvah Yibum, a Yavama nowadays who rebels against her Yavam is not denying him a mitzvah, so she does not receive a Nigeris merit. So the secret agent on his way to deliver a Nigeris merit written to a Yavama discovered a chart that details a rebellious husband compensates less and not for Shabbos, which reminds us a rebellious husband does not compensate his wife for Shabbos since it looks like Schar Shabbos, and he pays half that a rebellious wife does because his suffering is greater when deprived or because his frustration is visible to others. So the secret agent on his way to deliver a Nigeris merit, written to a Yavama, discovered a chart that details where a rebellious husband compensates less and not for Shabbos, and overheard the husband tell his friend he's not living with his wife and wants him to provide two cubbing of wheat per week for her. Which reminds us, the next Mishnah states, Hamashas Ishto Shlish, one who provides for his wife through a third party, may not give her less than two cubbing of wheat per week or less than four cubbing of barley. Daf so the similar Daf Samachay relates to set sheep and we use a shepherd. So here goes. The drunk shepherdess, shepherdess, that must be more Daf Samachay, set sheep. The drunk shepherdess who drank four cups of wine, which reminds us, we learn from a drush from that a husband does not give his wife a stipend for wines and a bride was brought to Todd. That one cup of wine is good for a woman too. It's a disgrace. After three cups, she verbally requests marital relations from her husband. If she drinks four cups, she solicits even a donkey in the marketplace and is in particular. Rubba said that they taught this bride so only with regard to a woman whose husband is not with her. So the drunk shepherdess who drank four cups of wine put on two mountain shoes that didn't match from the pairs she received with the regalim, which reminds us wives who live in mountainous areas are given three pairs of shoes each year, and they should be given to them on the regalim so they should have simcha with them. So the drunk shepherdess who drank four cups of wine put on two mountain shoes that didn't match from the pair she received for the regalim and called her shepherd husband to tell him she plans to eat with him Friday night. Which reminds us the mission state that he gives her each week a silver moth for her needs and she eats with them Friday night. The more asks what the meaning is of she eats with them and Rav Nachman says, Ocheles mamish, it literally means eating, whereas Rabashi says, Tashmish, it refers to marital relations. Daf Samachvav, so the similar Daf Samachvav is a tailor in sewing. So here goes. The tailor, tailor, that must be more in Daf Samachvav, sewing. The tailor fitting a new suit on a man who paid for it with the two parts boches and magam he received from his wife's injury, which reminds us, Rabbi Yudim said regarding the boches and magam payments for a wife who is injured by another, when the injury is concealed, two parts of the payment are hers and one part of the payment goes to her husband. When the injury is exposed, two parts are his and one is hers. Rashi explains that a defect in the wife's appearance causes him embarrassment, and also makes her repulsive in his eyes. Ravina asked Ravashi, if one humiliated a pauper from a wealthy family, where the entire family suffers disgrace, would one have to pay restitution for boches to the entire family too? Ravashi answered there regarding the pauper from the wealthy family, he's not part of their bodies, but here the wife is legally considered his goof, his body. So, the tailor fitting a new suit on a man who paid for it with the two parts boches and begum he received from his wife's injury, told the customer to stop complaining that he had to commit to repay six denarim for the four his wife brought in. Which reminds us, when a couple brings in cash with their dowry, the chassan has to commit to repaying an increase of a half. But she explains that the reason for the increase is that cash is readily used for doing business and earning a profit. The Gemara explains why the Mishnah repeated this concept when she brings in a large amount or a small amount of cash. 
So the tailor fitting a new suit on a man who paid for it with the two parts boches and pagum he received from his wife's injury told the customer to stop complaining that he had to commit to repay six denarii for the four his wife brought in and pointed to the daughter of a former wealthy client outside collecting barley kernels among the donkeys belonging to an Arab, which reminds us of the story of Rabbi Yochum and Zaka's encounter with the daughter of Nakdim and Ben-Gurion collecting barley kernels after her father had lost all his wealth, and Rabbi Yochum and Zaka is weeping and saying, Ashrechem Yisrael, fortunate Yisrael, when they do Hashem's ratzon, no nation or tongue can rule over them. But when they do not do Hashem's ratzon, He gives them over to the hands of a lowly nation, and not into the hands of the lowly nation itself, but in the hands of the animals of a lowly nation. So the similar Daf Samach Zayin is a sizzling barbecue. So here goes. The orphanage barbecue barbecue, that must mean more Daf Samach Zayin, sizzling barbecue. The orphanage barbecue to raise funds to marry off orphan girls, then orphan boys, which reminds us, it was taught in Ebrisa, if an orphan boy and orphan girl come before the Gabbai Tzadki to be supported, we first provide for the orphan girl, because it's the way for a man to go around begging from door to door, but not the way for a woman. And if an orphan boy and orphan girl come individually for Tzadka to get married, we first marry off the girl, for the bush of a woman is greater than the bush of a man. We also learn about what we provide for a Yasim to help him get married. So the orphanage barbecue to raise funds to marry off orphan girls, then orphan boys, featured horse rides with a poor with people dressed as slaves running before them, which reminds us we learn from the Pasuk Asher Yachzer Lo, whatever is lacking to him, that even if an Ani from a wealthy family is lacking a horse to ride upon and an Evan to run before him, you must provide for him. They said about Hila Azakin that one time he couldn't find an Evan to run before the Ani, so he himself ran before him for three million. So the orphanage barbecue to raise funds to marry off orphan girls, then orphan boys, featured horse rides for the poor with people dressed as slaves running before them, and an inspirational show about a generous couple who chose to jump into an oven instead of embarrassing someone in public. Which reminds us, the Gemara relates the Misa of Marukva and his wife who ran away from an ani they were secretly supporting and how they jumped into a hot furnace to conceal their identities in order to save him from embarrassment. Alright, so now it's time to conclude our pop quiz of 10 questions. Number one, which stuff did we learn that a chassan commits to pay an increase of a half for the cash his call brings in her dowry? That's on duff. Good number two. Which duffy vimoko is how to assess the dowry for an orphan girl from her father's estate? That's on duff. Good number three. Which duffy vimoko is regarding the meaning of a wife eats with her husband Friday night is referring to literal eating or tashmi shamita. That's on duff. Good number four. Which stuff do you learn that we marry off orphan girls before we marry off orphan boys? That's on Duff. Good number five. Which stuff do you learn that we have to be thankful for the swindlers who dress up as a neem to collect? That's on Duff. Good number six. Which stuff do you have a question whether an Igeris merit is written for a Yabama? That's on Duff. Good number seven. Which stuff do you learn that Hilo once ran before an Ani riding on a horse? That's on Duff. Good number eight. Which stuff do you learn that dowry is not like the Tanaik Suba? For if the father says not to provide a dowry for his daughter, we listen to him. That's on Duff. Good number nine. Which stuff do you have the mice of Marukva and his wife jumping into a furnace? to conceal their identity and save an ani from embarrassment. That's on Duff. 
Samach Zayin. Good. And number 10, which stuff do you win that Amoretta says someone who says she wants to stay with her husband but wants to make him suffer? That's on Dav. Samach Gimel. Excellent. That concludes today's year. This is Rabbi Ramgol Tamzich. We a great day and great learning.